Welcome to Quill Sword Blogcast. The world isn't ending. I stink at this whole clickbait thing. All the YouTube gurus say you need an intention-grabbing title and to build suspense. Me? I lead with conclusion. Oh well, guess YouTube sensations like Lawrence Brown is not in my future. I'll live. I'm a cranky old lady and proud of it. What annoys the heck out of me are the headlines that scream about impending doom. First off, scaring the socks off of people is just morally wrong. Second, it's not true. Third, it gets people's attention off the real world and the problems that we can and need to address and has them looking for zombies under the window instead. There isn't going to be a zombie apocalypse. Scriptural would probably have mentioned that and all that eschatology stuff. It, there were. Look up eschatology for those of you who can't click the link in the blog. And since it didn't, I think we're safe in assuming no zombie apocalypse. But, but, World War Three, Gaza, Ukraine, China, Russia, all the stuff you normally talk about, lady. Calm down. First, we are not going to have a nuclear Armageddon anytime soon. We might manage a technical world war, but only because China is so dang far away from all the other fun stuff. Frankly, I'm extremely dubious even of that. What we're definitely not going to do is World War II level conflict. Why? The U.S. is the only kid that could show up for the fight. Russia and China are quickly going broke. Iran hasn't the moxie to back up Hamas. Ukraine is intent on itself and won't be out to expand the war any further than is absolutely necessary. NATO-EU isn't interested in mass warfare and will barely be able to handle its end of the NATO bargain, even if it did. The Middle East is rediscovering itself before it becomes more of a basket case. There's no one else to play with. Sure, I'm oversimplifying to a degree, it's a blog, not a dissertation. Y'all ain't paying for that much work. But in reality, the simple answer is usually the top card on the why are we doing this deck. The U.S. is quite capable of fighting a two-front war. We won't like it. The Pentagon will gripe. The media will naysay. All the other countries will get all upset. And whatever idiot actually went to war with us will cry a lot. But we can do it. No other entity can. NATO without the U.S. can't. No other security alliance can handle one front, let alone two. Russia can't. China can't. The entire Middle East can't. Africa can't even unify, let alone fight together. South and Central America have less chance of unification, let alone cooperating in a war than Africa. Unless the penguins in Antarctica are a lot more militant than I think they are, we're out of possible playmates. Wars are like marriage. It takes two. The U.S. would have to have a civil war, a real one, to even pretend to have World War III. Sorry, but no World War III for you. Will there be wars? Yeppers, those are ongoing. There are a lot of them. The media just doesn't pay attention to those that won't get masses of people riled up in America. Those wars are important, but they aren't going to set off World War III. People are suffering and people are dying. That matters. But it doesn't get nation-states to lob nukes. 
There's a lot going on. Welcome to a normal political world. And some of it is really impactful. None of it is nuke-tossing level, and none of it is likely to be as things stand today. October 23rd, 2023. Tomorrow? Can't promise. But so far, we haven't managed to destroy the planet overnight, so I'm pretty confident that tomorrow will be just fine. Busy, messy, and probably a bit scary, but fine. Politics among nations are not placid or boring. Way too interesting if you ask most folks. How do I know? If you're looking for 100% certainty, I'm only 100% certain about the existence of God. Beyond that, I deal with levels of uncertainty like everyone else. That said, the probabilities are against World War III, and they are extremely highly against World War III. But, but, war, instability in the Middle East, Russian aggression, chill, okay? The world was never as stable as you thought. It's okay. It walks like a drunk on a ship in a storm, but it always gets to where it's going. Humans only come in size imperfect, and that makes the world way more interesting than we may like it to be. But it also makes our systems fairly robust. Humans are nothing if not survivors. Resilience is bred into us, and it's built into our political lives. Despite what the screeching media would have you believe, we are not a species out to destroy ourselves or our world. The crazies are not in the majority. Loud and annoying, yes. Majority, no. Come on, lady. You're not taking this seriously. Oh, I'm taking it seriously. There's a lot going on, and a lot of it can and will impact the U.S. What I'm not doing is what you've been taught to do your whole lives. I'm not treating every event or problem as a crisis that spells impending doom. The world has been amazingly peaceful for over the last 70-plus years, and beyond amazing the last 30. No, that doesn't mean there were no wars. There were way too many. But compared to centuries past or the first half of the 20th century, it's been downright calm. Both in the overall number of wars and the number of casualties, modern wars after World War II have been a fraction of their former selves. I'm all for keeping it that way. The last 30 years, following the collapse of the Soviet Union, have been the most peaceful in recorded human history. That isn't some sideways justification for wars that shouldn't have happened at all, or for not finding better solutions to political problems, but it does put the current political climate into better perspective. We are not used to handling the prickly problems of conflicting worldviews between powerful players or the changing political landscape. It's been possible to just ignore most of the rest of the world for three decades. Hope you enjoyed it, because that ride is over. But, but, Afghanistan and Iraq. Any war is tragic. Don't pretend otherwise. But if you look at the blood and treasure expended, those are just blips on the blotter. Relatively few people died or were wounded, which is no comfort at all to those who were killed and maimed. And the numbers are minuscule up against World War II or even Vietnam. Same thing for the trillions we spent. It wasn't much compared to our defense budget over the same period, and less if you compare it to World War II adjusted for inflation. Even if you believe we shouldn't have been in either war, they don't hold a candle to Vietnam in terms of American lives lost. Not justified isn't the same thing as a major war. 
neither were major neither were major measured by the real thing hence they don't disprove the premise that the last 30 years have been the most peaceful in recorded human histories welcome back to the world real world sorry it's back so late for those of us who grew up in the cold war the last few years look somewhat familiar and not in a good way that's annoying and even mildly scary for us. But for those who were born in the 1990s, this isn't even the same planet to them. It's not surprising at all that they find Ukraine war and the massacre of Israelis terrifying. This isn't the relatively calm world they grew up in. Worse, they had some vague notion that once the COVID panic was over, everything would go back to the world that they knew as normal. Talk about a nasty surprise. Instead of Zoomer normal, they get Boomer normal. Try not to snicker at them, at least not too much. We've seen this picture before, and while we may not know how it turns out, we have a pretty good idea of the plot. We see dramatic comedy. They see world annihilation. Okay, it is funny when they think World War Three is starting every other day, and a civil war is starting on the end days in between. So, how do I know the world isn't ending? Simple, none of the actors capable of starting World War III are even remotely acting like they want that outcome. It's a game of chicken, sort of, being played over a safety pillow pit. The players look all mean and tough, but if you look down, they have plenty of padding to fall back on. Russia can declare victory and go home whenever they get the clue. No need to destroy the world. There will be another day to fight. This is why Putin couches his threats and pulls his punches with the West. He wants to win and will push as hard as he safely can. But he plans on landing softly. I know, it sounds ominous and dangerous. But Russia's done more damage to itself than to us. Yes, really. Putin has come as close as he dares to falling out of the safety zone. Now the noise will remain scary, but the actions will stay in the safety zone because Putin doesn't want to destroy the world. I mean, imagine how bad that would look in the Russian history books. You can relax about Putin or Z being bonkers. Total nutcases are easy to take out, usually by their own guards. If the guy with the gun that keeps you safe decides you are a threat to him and his family, things get ugly fast. Convincing a whole passel of thieves to carry out your orders to launch against the U.S. when they know full well that that spells death for everything they care about is a very tall order for a sane man. You can forget it if they think you're out of your mind. So no, no crazies get to start a nuclear war. I swear it's like they don't teach y'all anything in school. Oh, yeah, they didn't teach us a lot either. I get it. There's a lot of political noise, and it's being filtered by a media that feeds on controversy and crisis. It's hard for even those of us who know better not to get upset and scared. But 90% of what you hear on the news is just that. Noise. Consider the source. The media's bread and butter is keeping you glued to their channel. Maybe don't trust everything you hear from the talking head crowd, especially not when they use the word crisis. There's no 100% certitude. Anyone can be wrong. But fortunately, probability doesn't hang around with outliers any more than it has to, 
and it is and the extremely unlikely stuff rarely actually happens. Which is why grown ups deal with the likely, not the remote possibility. Most of the stuff in life falls in the likely category, so worrying about the unlikely maybes is just an exercise in futility. You can waste your time with, but scary thing, if you want to, but I'm telling you, you're hurting yourself doing it. So now do the math yourself. How likely it is it that any of the nation states you're concerned about are suicidal? Extremely unlikely. So why are you worrying about World War III? There's plenty of trouble in this old world without borrowing imaginary crises. There's more than enough that needs doing to make this old world a better place for your grandkids, our great-grands. There's a ton of stuff that needs doing yesterday to make sure the world you leave to your kids is no worse than the one you le- that we left to you. You want to make a big difference? Start with the small stuff. Make the world a bit better just by holding the door for some poor guy with his hands full. You don't know. He might be president someday. Angels unawares, don't you know? But more than that, if you can't even handle little stuff, how you going to handle the big stuff? Hmm, seems like I've heard that somewhere before. The world is not ending. You can take your head out of the sand now. A meaningful life is not a fearful life. There's plenty of things, big and small, for you to do to make this place better, and in so doing, giving your own life that much more meaning. No time like the present to get started. 